Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. What is up? What is up? Hope everybody's having a great afternoon. Uh, we begin with a little bit of bad news. Uh-oh. And then we're going to get to Dana's story from last night that may be one of the funniest stories I've ever heard in my life. And don't even act like it never happened to you. Don't even act like it did. Wait, we have bad news? We do. Uh, nondescript electric vehicle oh. Tuesday has been moved. It's been moved. We have a great song Oh my God, we, we we were laughing before we even did it, and we could not get everything in the car to work properly. Our track record has been flawless thus flawless. far. This is the first abort mission of any nondescript electric vehicle <laughs> and Tuesday. At, and at one point, <laughs> this is so dumb. Part of the skit involves Sam outside of the vehicle. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> And Dana is frantically trying to get the song to it's work. something to do with audio. Wi-Fi. I don't know what it was, but we will get it figured out and tomorrow. Finally, Sam just looks at me through the window, and all I hear is, Are we aborting the song <laughs> or not? I'm standing outside. It's cold. No, I know. I know. It, abort. Abort. It, it, Sam goes, Are we aborting or not? And I go, Yes, we have to abort the song. And so we will not be able to get a nondescript song to you today. We will do it. Uh... Tomorrow? Thursday? Yep, tomorrow. Okay. Anyway. Okay. That's, that's, my, that's my bad news. Okay. Otherwise, Speaking of other a- things that didn't work, <laughs> Dana, how was your night last night? Well, it was good. <laughs> I left here and went and visited some very dear friends of mine who lived down the street for a while. Had a glass of wine. Uh, talked about life and the crown and my book I'm reading. We just had a lovely evening by the fireplace. But I was hungry. Uh, it was like 7.30. I didn't stay long. And I thought on my way home, I called my son. I said, hey, I'm going to stop by and grab food if we don't have anything at the house. And I'm passing on state line Culver's. And before you all start making fun of me, don't act like this hasn't happened to you. I know it has happened to every single person listening. Oh, I love me a butter burger. Oh, my. It has been probably five years since I've had one of those. But I saw that Culver's sign glowing on state line. And I thought, it was, yep. It was beckoning you. Yep. Bring it. So I get in the drive through There's one car in front of me. I order two butter burgers, one for me, one for Jack. And I go to reach for my purse. And it's a tiny little purse, by the way, ladies. So it's not like I'm digging around in some huge tote bag. It's like a clutch. Yeah. Go to look for my wallet. I'm digging. And in about three seconds, I realize there's no wallet in there. No big deal. I know I stopped for a Diet Coke on my way in yesterday. So you got it with you somewhere. And I've got a car in front of me still paying. So I turn on my phone light. I'm looking down on the ground. I'm like, God, did someone steal my wallet? That's weird. I, and what is the universal symbol for when you don't know where your money is? There you, is you a t- universal you, symbol. You tap your pockets. You tap your pockets. So mm-hmm. I'm doing the tap, tap behind. No, it's a big, fat stupid wallet with a bunch of crap in it. So I I knew it wasn't in my pockets, not in my coat. Now the car in front of me is moving forward and I'm sweating. I'm like, oh God, (laughs) it's my turn. I get up there and they hand me the sack and I go, 
can you hang on just a second? My wallet is in here. I don't know where. And you know how they have those lanes where you can pull up if your food is late? I go, I'm just going to pull up right there. Just give me one yeah, minute. Like one or th- yeah. one, one to three lanes. He's depending. like, sure, no problem. So I get out of my car, go to the passenger side. I'm like, surely it's fallen down in between the door. No wallet. I sit back in the car and the young girl comes out with the sack in my Diet Coke. And she hands me the sack. And I go, I am so sorry. Um, maybe, do you take Apple Pay? Which, by the way, Sam, I need you to hook up for me. It's okay. not even hooked up. Figured that out last night, too. She looks at me. There's a language barrier. And so I start doing the universal oh, symbol for wallet. And I'm, I'm looking in my bag again like an idiot because I know it's not in there. And I, I go, I, I, I can't find my wallet. Why do you always scream, by the way, or you, yell? Well, you over-enunciate. When there's a language when, yeah, barrier? You I cannot yeah, find yeah. my wallet. I still do not understand what you're saying. <laughs> you do. You over-enunciate when there's so a language So she barrier. holds the bag up higher as if to say, just grab the bag, ma'am. And I go, no, 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 no. I, I, I haven't <laughs> paid. Don't have wallet. So I no just go, money. I'm sorry. By now, Jack is on the phone with me. And I go, can you Apple pay me? How does that work? And he goes, no, mom, you got to have this link to your bank account. I don't know. The woman is standing out in the freezing cold. I just looked at her and I go, I'm so sorry. And the universal symbol for I'm so sorry when there's a language barrier, I put my hands to my chest, both mm-hmm. of them. I'm so sorry. And I just drove off. <laughs> God. Leaving her standing there confused. With a butter burger? With two butter two, burgers. Two butter burgers, yes. So I can't call Sam to say, well, I'm in the studio because you've already left. So I text John Grayson. Oh, I'm pretty sure I left my wallet in the studio. I send Scott a video and I'm like, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. This is so embarrassing. And I have one person to blame and I have not told you this. There is one person to blame for what happened to me last night and it's Tim Grunhardt. You're blaming Kansas City Chiefs center or middle. Well, he plays in the middle. He plays mm-hmm. in the middle, but he used to be a center. Yeah. Um, Ring of Honor. Yes. Chiefs player Tim Grunhard. Yes. For you not having your wallet to pay for two butter burgers. Firmly. At, at and how is Tim Grunhard to blame? Because I took out my wallet during the show. You remember this. And I needed that stupid CVC code on the back. They always want to know what your CV three-digit code. I took it out of my wallet, set the wallet down to buy his new book, The View from the Middle. Center. But he's a center. The View from the Center. And so I text John Grace, and I said, I know now my wallet's in the car. I'm still starving. I have no money. I have no driver's license. So now I'm like, 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 10 and 2. Oh, and you had a glass of wine? Just one. It was 730. No ID. You better walk the line. Where is the most embarrassing place you have been without money because of Tim Grunhard? Still working on that one. Oh, I'm holding firm. Because of Tim Grunhard? Yes. Hmm. Uh, from the text line, Dana, from 4138. Mm-hmm. I am a foreigner. Mm-hmm. What bugs me is people yelling when they're trying to explain something to me. <laughs> I am not deaf, people. I just don't understand certain English words. That's all. No money. (laughs) I can't find my wallet. 
That's fine, but I'm not deaf. I do want to know, where is the most embarrassing place you've ever shown up without money? And I know the answer for you, Scott, is never anywhere once because you carry cash all the time. Although that doesn't mean if you forgot your wallet, you wouldn't be without money, I I guess. I would never walk into a... I don't get into a drive-thru without pulling my wallet out first. Yeah, because once you're in, you're committed. Yes. They've got those lanes, those concrete lanes. They've committed you to being in the drive-thru. They lock you in. And so if I pull into a drive-thru, and it's not, I don't go to fast food places very often, but when I do, and I have, of course, um, I do not lock myself into the you can't get out of here ever until I get have my wallet in my hand and I double check to make sure that I have my credit card or cash in it. Okay, um, Mr. High and Mighty. Uh, <laughs> Sam, where is the most embarrassing place you have done that? And then I also want to know from our listeners, what is the etiquette? Oh, you know, I've got two. Well, okay, it's, it's what, not what, just driving away with the poor lady holding the bag. Well, I didn't. I felt terrible, but I'm not going to take the free food. Then I look like a scam artist. Oh, sure, she doesn't have her wallet. She just wanted free butter burgers. For the and, record, my wallet was on this counter in this studio. And one one incident, my card declined. I was like 16 uh, years old. The worst. I went to an all-you-can-eat Chinese food restaurant. Oh. And I I ate I ate good, and uh, I left my entire wallet with them to go home to get cash to return to pay them cash as if me handing them my wallet with a card that was declining was worth anything <laughs> well but was but your, your driver's license was in it yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. knew you were coming back uh the other was <laughs> i went out for a night on the town and we had split the check at our table and so we all just kind of paid at the same time and mm-hmm. i got my card mixed up with somebody else who also used the same bank and I went to go get groceries, and when I pulled the card out, I quickly realized that it was my, not my name on the card. Oh, I had their debit card. Oh, wow. And uh, what did that person do for a living? A very kind lady behind me paid for my groceries that day because I was freaking out and Wait, didn't know what to do. the name on the card was Sam Stevie? No, no, no. It was, it was somebody else at the table from the night before his got card. It. Got it, got it, got it. And then I spent two and a half hours trying to figure out where my card was. Yeah. Hmm. Telephone number here is 913 586 Seven seven nine eight five eight six seven. But you don't just take the food. I, I think because I don't want it to be wasted. <laughs> but I also am not going to take something I didn't pay for. I, I think they wanted you to take the food. I think she had no idea what I was saying, and she thought I was crazy, and well, just wanted me to no, leave. The fact that you had you you, did, you never paid, right? I mean, no, of no, not. you didn't have a wallet. So you you said, "Hey, I'm going to move over here into stall number one, and I'll get this figured out." The fact that they came out. And we're willing to just hand you the bag of food without you having run anything through the system tells me they just wanted you. They they wanted you to go away. This is where Johnson County scanner traffic gets those calls to 911. Subject refusing to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any money. Ma'am, please just go. No, we want you to leave. (laughs) Now. 913-586. 7798 here on Dana and Parks. See, this is unlike the Wendy's expedition from 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. Where you had the card and didn't have the Declined. money. Declined. <laughs> this time you had the money, you just didn't have the card. <laughs> well, and my favorite thing about my all-you-can-eat restaurant incident is that I was literally showing them my bank account on my phone. Like, I have money. <laughs> Just take it. <laughs> Please. So 
funny. Uh, telephone number is 913-586-7798. Steve in Overland Park. Steve, good afternoon. Hi, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Steve here in uh, Overland Park, Kansas. Hi, Steve. Good. Thanks for having me on. Go ahead. Uh, I guess my... Uh, First date that I had after I'd gotten back out of the military, double date with a friend of mine and I, and he set me up. We went out to dinner, had a real nice dinner, a nice steakhouse and everything, and uh, guess what? I didn't have my wallet with me, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> she she wound up having to pay. Well, we dated for nine months, got married, had been, been married 38 years. So I'll be darned. I guess, I guess just because you forget your wallet or you don't have any money doesn't mean it won't waste. Won't oh, but first date, man, Steve, we feel your pain because this was just <laughs> something silly in a drive through over a burger that I felt bad for the girl. But first date, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it, and, uh, it worked out worked out okay. So uh, Were you just nervous or something? I mean, how do you walk into a restaurant and not realize you don't have your wallet? I really don't know it. I was driving too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be darn. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just didn't didn't dawn on me how it worked. But uh, we stayed married thirty eight years, so that's nice. Steve, I love the story, man. Thank you for telling it. Uh, thank you. All right, be well. Uh, five eight six seven seven nine eight. If you want to be part of the program. From the text line, Dana, this is why you need to carry an emergency 20 somewhere in your car for instances like this. She doesn't the carry problem cash. Is, well, and the problem is, is I don't even think two butter burger sandwiches is under 20 bucks anymore. What is what is a butter? I, I haven't eaten at Culver's in probably I didn't, seven well, years. Well, I didn't get the meal, so I would have been okay. Oh, okay. I just got two burgers, you know, and a Diet Coke. I don't eat fries anymore. Thank you, Dr. Tag. Shameless plug. Wow. He made you hate French fries? <laughs> yes. You go there and you come out hating French fries. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. I, I had a lovely night, and then I came home and I ate a Smart Ones that I heated up in the microwave. <laughs> so it's not as good as the Butter Burger would have been. You brought a Smart Ones in today, too. I know. It's quick. They're terrible. Full of sodium? Don't care. What's for lunch today? Um, chicken enchilada suiza. Excuse me? Suiza? Suiza? Can I see the box, please? (laughs) (laughs) Judger. (laughs) Sam, will you put into the pronouncer when you get a minute? S-U-I-Z-A. It's Suiza. I know how to say Suiza. I just don't know how to say I don't have any money. Okay. You don't need to (laughs) over-enunciate things to me. I speak English. Chicken enchiladas... Did you say Suiza? Yes. Suiza. Suiza. S-U-I-Z-A. Thank you. Yes. I know how to say that. You actually picked this out of the freezer section at the grocery store? Yes, I did. And you paid for this? Well, yeah. They're good. That looked appetizing to you? They're very good. Okay. Uh, Coming up later on the Dana and Parks program. Thank you, Sam. Can you ask them how to say, I have no money, help me. Can I please just have the butter burgers for free? <laughs> um, coming up on the Dan and Parks program, how much money would you pay? And do you think it is appropriate to go down the scientific road of pet longevity? I have no money, help me. Can I please just have the butter burgers for free?
There is a story in the stack from the New York Times about mm. a new drug that could give your pet more dog ears, Scott. I know no this tengo is... dinero. Ayúdame. ¿Puedo tener las hamburguesas de mantequilla gratis? <laughs> I needed this. I needed this very badly today. <laughs> I needed a butter burger very badly I bet, last night. I bet you did, but guess what? You had no money. When we get back, the ethical... No tengo <laughs> the ethical questions. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. Surrounding... Science allowing our pets to live longer. I don't think it's a good idea, but Scott, you're right in the middle of this. We'll talk about it when we come mm, back on mm. Data and Parks. Don't forget, today is Giving Tuesday. If you can and are able, uh, we are taking uh, donations, contributions for Coats for Kids 2023. This is our final week. We end our campaign on Friday of this week. So if you can help, please go to KMBZ.com. Click on the Coats for Kids icon. It'll take you to a safe and secure website where you can make your donation. And you know how cold it is this week. The The need is real in our town. There are, believe it or not, there are kids in this town that do not have warm coats to wear to school when uh, when they go to the bus stop every morning. If you can help, go to KMBZ.com or just text in the word KMBZ coats, one word, KMBZ coats, to 44321, 44321, KMBZ coats. Our campaign ends on Friday. Today is Giving Tuesday. So if you can help, we would really appreciate it. Coats for Kids 2023, thank you and a huge thanks to Pinnacle Bank, our uh, continuous sponsor with Coats for Kids for many, many years. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Very nice. The headline. Could a drug give your pet more dog years? Longevity drugs for our canine companion, Scott, are moving closer to reality. They also raise questions about what it might mean to succeed. By Emily Anthos at the New York Times. The life of a pet dog follows a predictable trajectory. Over time, the floppy-eared puppy that keeps falling asleep in his food bowl will become a lanky-legged adolescent with an insatiable interest in squirrels before eventually settling into adulthood as a canine creature of habit, a carefully chosen napping location, and a well-rehearsed greeting ritual. Mm -hmm. But as the years progress, the joints stiffen, the muzzle will gray, and one day, which will inevitably arrive too soon, his wagging tail will finally still. In recent years, scientists have been chasing after drugs that might stave off the heartbreak by extending the lives of our canine companions. And on Tuesday, the biotech company Loyal announced that it is moving one step closer to bringing one such drug to market. The data provided is sufficient to show there is a reasonable expectation of effectiveness, according to an official at the U.S. FDA. Okay. That means the drug, which Loyal declined to identify for proprietary reasons, 
has met one of the requirements for expanded condition approval. That's a fast-tracked authorization for animal drugs. Okay? All right. We're still going to be claiming, going for rather claiming, at least one year of healthy lifespan extension. A small study suggests this drug might blunt metabolic changes associated with aging. However, there are ethical concerns, as you can imagine, Scott, when it when it comes to this. Should Why? we be in the business of extending what nature has decided is an appropriate lifespan for our pets? Don't we do that with humans? Absolutely, we do. So what would be the difference if we did it with a dog? Um, I think... You would have to take into consideration healthcare costs, like healthcare costs as a dog is aging. Oh, sure. For you know, if if think about it, we have an overpopulated, grotesquely horrifying overpopulation of animals right now, and Kansas City is right in the smack dab of that. Okay, yeah, but do, you, you can't. Do we really need to be in the business of extending life for pets when tens of thousands are? trapped in shelters, and, and they can't find homes for them. I, I think what most people are probably saying in their car right now is we're in the business of extending the life of my, my pet. pet. Uh, you know, if your dog dies, I'm sorry. That's unfortunate. Uh, I'm really sorry. I hope that dog brought you years and years of joy. Uh, but when it comes to my dog, who is near death, um, if if I had if I had the ability, and if, if it wasn't cost prohibitive, right. I think that's huge. And, mean, and, and some people uh, might argue, Scott, don't we do this already yes. when they tell you your dog has diabetes? I have friends that go home every night at 7 o'clock, rain, shine, they don't vacation. 7 o'clock, they go home to give that dog an injection. Uh, you work with one. I, I don't go home to give her an injection, but I race home to give her her medicine at night. Stella has arthritis, and her back hind legs are starting to be severely affected i will not i will not let this dog live in pain but she's getting dangerously close to living in pain but i race home every night and give that dog her medicine longevity drugs are intended for healthy dogs which does change the risk benefit calculus it's one thing if a dog is on death's door and you're trying to give them some late breaking treatment uh, quoting here from a great Dane breeder, but giving my young, healthy dog a brand new drug, she doesn't know. To her, seems a little scary. Well, as long as it's not too expensive, what's the problem? Resources. Yeah, I guess. There, there's, Potential there's side effects. A, a veterinary doctor of point. ethics. And my, side effects, by the way, so far are mild, Sam. Even drugs that deliver on all their promises raise ethical questions. If animals are living longer, do we have the resources and commitment to provide lives worth living what if we see more dogs outliving their owners she right, asks so i want you to don't do not click off that page okay i want you to reread that entire i think that was two sentences yes and change out animals and dogs with people or persons okay this is dr quain a veterinary expert on veterinary ethics okay. but it would change it to this if people are living longer do we have the resources and commitment to provide lives worth living what if we see more people outliving their pets um, we, we are already smack dab in the middle and heading toward a worsening crisis because of that. You know that Social Security was intended for a healthy man and woman back when the life expectancy was 65. 
Uh, the life expectancy was 63. And what is happening now, the system, you know, I think by 2035 is going to pay 70 cents on the dollar mm-hmm. because it was never intended to keep providing it was a benefits. Ponzi scheme. In, it's a, the world's biggest Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Never intended to provide benefits into people's 90s, which is where we're heading. Social Security was built as a Ponzi scheme. The life expectancy when Social Security was created, I believe, and Sam, correct me if I'm not if I'm wrong. I believe it was in 1933 uh, when Social Security was created. Yeah, you would get your benefits at 65. Well, that's nice. Except the life expectancy was 63. Yeah, you. If you did the math, most people would never actually get their benefits. Whereas now everyone is getting the benefit. Right. So I think it's okay. a fair question to ask with pets because of the resources question. Because this is just the beginning of these drugs, Scott. So you always ask, where does it end? Does it get to a point where they figure out a way to keep our beloved animals around for a lot longer than nature intended? Think about racing dogs, racing horses. What would those billionaire owners of those elite racing horses pay? to keep those horses around just for one more race around the track. But but l- let me ask you this. Like, Stella is on two medicines, Apoquil's one because she has allergies, but uh, I have her on this uh, anti-inflammatory, Sertoprofen or something, I can't remember the name of it. Um, th- this in and of itself is a drug intended to prolong her life. Can you imagine if I came in one day and I said, you know, Dana Stella's just really struggling. She's got horrible arthritis and yeah. looks like she's in pain and struggling. And, and you said to me, well, Scott, you know, there's this drug, Sertoprofen or Profen or whatever yeah. it's called. And and I said, no, you know, I think I'm going to pass on that. There are too many dogs in the world. Right. We're just going to let nature and, take and its I'm course. I'm just going to let her suffer for a little bit and I'm going to put her down. Of course. I mean, as long as it's not $1,000 a month. Well, but for some people it is and they're willing to pay it, Scott. You know well, that. Well, we've, we've had this conversation before. At what cost? The life of your pet. Yep. And, and I have a cost. By the way, the Social Security Act was passed in 1935. It 35. kicked in at the age of 65 for needy residents. It specifically states needy residents in the mm-hmm. Social Security Act. Uh, and the life expectancy at the time was 60. Si- oh, it was 60? Yeah, you had to live five years past the life expectancy before it would kick and, in. And we've turned that on its head. You know, mm-hmm. medical advancements have turned that on its head, and that's a good thing. We want our parents living longer. We want our grandparents living longer. But the system was not designed to support that in the same way we're talking about pets here. There's a resource issue. But with pets, the overpopulation where people, we don't have enough homes to house them, Mm -hmm. is a tax on city resources. We talked about this the other day. The city is now partnering with KC Pet Project for the last couple of years to outsource animal control stuff. There just aren't enough resources for all the animals. And so, Will they be living a happy, healthy life, or will it be keeping them alive? Because we already have many options to, quote-unquote, keep them alive. The the, the story that Dana said would uh, indicate it healthy. It would increase the longevity of their lives by one year and healthy. Now, would would I give my dog a medication that would extend her life for one year? Probably not. Definitely not now, um, but when she was like six or seven, and instead of you know dying at thirteen, which she will, she would die at fourteen. No, probably not. And I, I, 
I, I probably wouldn't take a drug that would extend my life one year. Oh, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Of course we would. I, if, if I thought... If, you, if they said to you, <clears throat> we will give you one year, you take this drug, you get one year, it would be grotesquely societally irresponsible, I think. I, I would like to think but most people would go out and live their best life and not rack up a bunch of credit card debt. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I, I'm, I'm going to... Well, you would, you would never know when that year is. That well, you... what if they had a pill that said, we will extend your life one year? People would jump at the chance. I would go see the world. I would rack up credit card well, debt, I mean, actually. But, but they, but Send already, me to Greece and France they, and Europe. And... They, they already have it. Yeah, if you got a stage four cancer diagnosis and they said, well, we can give you radiation, but you'll only survive for one year, people would do it. Well, but I mean a concrete pill, and this is the stuff of sci-fi movies, where at the end, this is your last day, you take this pill, you get one more year. Do I live healthy? You live healthy. You get one more year, and then think of all of the things you could accomplish. You would literally start living like you were dying, like he sings in that song. But am I 80-year-old Sam or am I 25-year-old Ooh. Sam? Would I ride a bull named Fu Manchu? You might. Would I skydive? I'd go Rocky Mountain climbing. Would you? I would. Yeah, I probably would too. 913-586-7798. <laughs> wow. By the way, and, and let me just do this very quickly. If, if it looks like I'm looking past you or going you squirrel. What are you looking at? There is a flock of birds yeah. out here. Between our building and Shawnee Mission Parkway, they have been there for two days now. It's thousands and thousands of them. And and every once in a while, they'll just jump up. And do their dance. And and fly in their pattern. There's a name for that, by the way. And then they'll just go away, and I can't see them outside the window. It is fascinating to watch. Uh, I thought there was a UFO coming over the horizon driving to Jeff City on Saturday because there were so many of them that it looked like a solid thing flying. Sam, Sam, it's called see- a murmuration. I know this because I'm a birder. Okay. It's called a murmuration, wow. okay. describing sizable flocks that fly in tight formation in complex patterns. It looks like um, a school of fish when yeah. you're watching on like National Geographic or whatever. They're just dancing in the sky behind you, and obviously your back is to the window. I face the window, and I see them doing this dance right over your shoulder, and it's just me- it's mesmerizing. Well, birds are murmurating right now, Scott. I can tell you that. It's murmuration season. Mm-hmm. Incredible uh, science behind why, it. Really? What? What is the science? It's Dana? the m- why, science. Why would of they? Why would they murmurate? Murmuration. Why? Well, it's complex, and we've got to get to break. Mm. Uh, from the text line, dogs should not suffer. We as humans keep them alive yeah, out of way selfish too way needs. too long. Yeah. Okay, but would you say the same thing to people? Yes. I yes, think I most people would. I think we keep people alive way too yes, long. Where doctors are like, save, 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 save. Do no harm, do no harm, do no harm. And then there comes a tipping point where it's like, okay, aren't we doing harm here? Haven't I told you the story of my grandma toward the end of her life? They wanted to do a pap smear and a mammogram. Uh, we're and go my mom and goes, uh, yeah. we're going to go ahead and pass on that. That would be the most traumatic thing for that woman who doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah. If she has cervical cancer, we'll, we'll deal with that when it happens. 913-586-7... See, turn around right now. There they are. Here they come. They're murmurating. Very creepy. Look, look at that murmuration behind you. It's right there. <laughs> it's a large murmuration off Shawnee Mission Parkway. Keep your eyes on the road, please. 913-586-7798. All right, welcome back. 
Uh, Tony in South Kansas City, you get the one and only word on this topic. Hello, Tony. Yes, thanks so much for taking my call, and I'm glad the gang's all back together again. Good to be back together, my friend. Thanks. Um, I wanted to say that when it comes to taking a pill or doing a treatment, it all depends on the person. My wife was diagnosed with breast cancer three years ago. (laughs) Since that time, she has had two surgeries and may have to have a third because her bones are so fragile that the chemo made them weak and she just had simple falls that they broke. In fact, she's in a hospital as we speak today. It just happened over the weekend. But her definition of quality of life has not changed. She obviously can't do what everything she did before, but she still cooks. She still works part-time and so on. And so I think it's all relative to what your life is and whether you're satisfied with mm-hmm. how any treatment affects your life. Well, it sounds like your your wife is living a very good life. Yes, yeah, she all is. All things and, considered, of course. Right. And so I don't think, well, she said she would not change her decision for going through it because she's still here. So, Well, Tony, God bless your wife. God bless you. And, uh, and I will pray for your wife tonight. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so be, very be well, much. Tony. Really enjoy your show. Be God well, bless. Tony. Thank you for the call. All right. Uh, somebody, somebody on the text line is suggesting that murmuration is the word that we give to Brian Busby this week. Oh, uh, notwithstanding is still top of the list, in my opinion. Ooh. Let me ask you this. Notwithstanding is last week's joke. Does, does murmuration come with die. any <laughs> other definition outside of bird's murmurating you know can wind patterns murmurate murmuration is nope it is a flock (laughs) yeah that one's gonna be tough that's a narrow request now Uh notwithstanding could absolutely be played into a weather forecast well don't forget we still have cattywampus don't we no we've already used that one uh by the way only starlings Right. So now we know there's starlings outside. They, they have to be. Got it. Yes. And they murmurate constantly behind your back yeah. throughout <laughs> I, the show. I can tell you ex- look you were looking right through my soul. It's extremely distract this. it's distracting. It is. I'm sorry. I'm just explaining to you why from time to time I look yeah. you know, normally when we do the show, yes. I sit across from you, I look you dead in the eye, yeah. I listen to what you're saying, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while my eyes go, mm. Oh, look at there. Murmuration. Mm. There's murmuration going on outside. Uh when we get back, I have a drop what you are doing, run, do not walk. Oh. And it's one of those teasing series that they only give you one a week. And See, I Chris, like that. Chris is homesick. We watched both last night. I texted my mother, drop what you're doing and watch this. And she replied, already blew through two. When is the third one? The third one drops tonight. That is your hint. And I will give it to you after the break. Is Kansas City's anchorman still not well? No, he's home again today. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. He sounds like this. He sounds terrible. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. He sounds like he's smoked for 50 years, which he has not. That's what I sounded like last week. Yes. Yes, you did. Something's going around. I was just about to say that. Something is going around. It's just terrible congestion, yeah. and he's tired. So the run, do not walk is coming up. Then we have good news. Sometimes your leaders listen to you. The government 
listens, Mm -hmm. the government responds, and we have won this battle, people. Score one for the little man. When it comes to our license plates, I can't wait to talk about it. I never thought it would happen, and I would like to have some ownership in this, Scott, because you and I well, you really spearheaded the campaign to scream about the new Kansas license plates. Well, they're not going to be new Kansas license mm, Well, plates. we're going to get a new plate, but they're kicking the other one to the east side of state line where it belongs. We'll get to that in the 3 o'clock hour of the program. I know that during the uh, this time of year, we probably talk a little too much about football. Uh, but I don't care. You remember last year we talked about this California School of the Deaf? Yes. And they won a state yes. they won a state championship. Do you remember that story? Yes. And it was the sweetest story. Uh this team, they they use sign language to communicate. Uh they have won a second state championship in California. After overcoming obstacles and facing a 14 to 0 deficit early in the game, the California School for the Deaf secured their second consecutive win in the Southern Section CIF State Championship. Quoting here from their coach, Keith uh, Keith Adams, who speaks with ABC News, through a translator, this is surreal. It was shocking. Generally speaking, it's very, very hard to win that championship game two years in a row. But they did. The Cubs players and coaches use American Sign Language to communicate with each other and send in and give the plays. Uh, The team secured a 54-42 victory, claiming the state championship title, which they described as nothing less than a miracle. And the team celebrated their win with a parade that was held by the school. Uh, The victory held significance for many players on the team. Adams and Jeremias Valencia, who is the athletics director, told ABC News the team dealt with multiple injuries throughout the season while also getting adjusted to the departure of their previous teammates who had graduated. I also want to shout out that warms my heart all of the local kiddos who brought that trophy home, the players of the year. We have got so many local standout athletes in a variety of sports, but wow, this was a year for local. Mill Valley. Gardner, Edgerton, St. Thomas Aquinas. To, to mention a few, yes. All winning their titles. Uh, Missouri plays their championships this weekend. News is next here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.